I think that we've talked about nachos on this show more than any other food. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It is the perfect food. You've got (laughs) grains. You've got dairy. You've got meat. You've got vegetables. It is the perfect food. No doubt about it. You got protein. You got protein. Yeah, absolutely. You have all major food groups in one. It's like pizza. Pizza and nachos are the perfect food. (laughs) Okay, but are nachos just a Mexican pizza? Oh my God. Why would you bring that up? Okay, okay, That's so con- on. let's go. That is so controversial. <laughs> we can't talk about that on the show. <laughs> That's too controversial. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan, and we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Dan, I want to hear all about your trip. Ooh, yes. Uh, we, so uh, we went on a trip with my folks and my wife as kind of like a nice little family getaway. Um, and we chose to go to Hawaii, uh, specifically Kauai, uh, back in 2014 or 15. Uh, we ended up, we took a cruise over to Hawaii. Uh, which... No, we covered we covered this last time, Dan. It was it was 2017. <laughs> Damn it! You're right. Okay, 2017. I think I've talked about this. So anyway, uh, um, Kauai was our favorite island. It's just so like, it's it's less touristy um, overall, and like you can get a real taste of what Hawaii is like. Um, there's still be like stunning beaches. Um, a lot of the locals uh, say that Kauai has the best beaches, and I can see why. The amount, just the sheer amount of them, and the quality of them. They have something for everyone there. There's always good surfing. You can always see people surfing out there. There's always tons of white sand. And, oh, it's just just a beautiful, beautiful small island. Um, a couple of really interesting notes about the island. It's the oldest of the Hawaiian islands by about 5 million years. So it is the big bro or big sis of the entire uh, chain. Um, and... Um, the weather patterns on Kauai are fascinating. So in the north and the west part of the island, so you can kind of break the the island down into north, south, east, and west. And north and west in the winter months um, are quite rainy and kind of like more mild. And the east and the south are more um, kind of like your typical Hawaiian, like sunny, warm and stuff. And then that kind of switches in the summer month, believe it or not, where uh, it's a little bit more mild in the south and the east region. And it's quite a bit nicer and less rainy in the north and the west, which I found very interesting. Super cool. Um, and so we pre- predominantly stayed uh, east and south. We did go out to the west part of the island a little bit. Um, and on our last day, we did go to kind of the last uh, touristy city of, of Hanalei up in the kind of the northeastern region of the island. Um, the really interesting thing about the north part, like the north-north part of the island is that it is considered one of the most rainy parts of the world, believe it or not. Hmm. When you think of Hawaii, you think of sunny, um, super nice weather all the time. They get so much rain up there. Like I am talking, this is the their estimate or their averages for rain in the north part of Kauai is 37 feet of st- of rain every year. Well, not yeah, inches. Tropi- tropical downpours. Oh, and we experienced one of them and it was wild. Even in the east part, um, it was 
absolutely pouring down, like pelting down with rain. And it was just constant, like the entire afternoon. It was wild. Uh, we had thunder, uh, constant rain, and it was it was pretty incredible. We still ended up snorkeling that day, and snorkeling in the rain is wonderful. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. It is, it is super fun. Um, and the, the only unfortunate part was we had a luau booked for that day and a kayaking trip booked for that day. And it was a no go, no go for both of them, which kind of sucks, but very understandable considering the weather. Um, we got to explore, um, this big like Canyon that reminds me of the, what I imagine the Grand Canyon looks like. Uh, it's Hawaii's version of it. Uh, it is absolutely stunning. Um, you get like the the kind of the the red soil. Uh, so you get these huge reds and tons of green because it's just such a uh, uh, a green and habitable uh, part of the world. Habitable, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was just stunning. And there's this 800 foot waterfall in the distance that we got to do a hike out towards. We got to see the top of it and got to look back on where some of the viewpoints were. Uh, back on the road, which is uh, just spectacular. It was it was amazing. Um, so most of the most of our trip was spent um, doing some hikes and just exploring the entire island, and then lots of snorkeling. They have tons of turtles uh, that you can go snorkeling with, and they're such amazing creatures to swim with, and lots and lots of fish. Uh, we saw humpback whales that were jumping in the distance and actually breaching the water and waving their tails in the air. It was, it was, oh, it was magical. Amazing. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend going back or going to Kauai. I, Hawaii in general, you can't really go wrong, but it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Right. So you'll get less of uh less, less tourist, uh, in Kauai compared to, like the rest of Hawaii. So whether that's your cup of tea or not, it was uh, it was just nice for us as well. Um, we got to go to their coffee plantation there, uh, Kauai Coffee. They have a 4 million uh, tree farm, basically, where they produce, or sorry, it's 3 million, and they produce about 4.5 million pounds of coffee every year, something along, something along those wow. lines. Um, so they are offering... Well, it's the right climate for it. Totally, exactly. Um and we learned where the uh like the hang 10 symbol actually came from how it originated <laughs> so it originated from the the plantation before this was a coffee plantation it was a sugar farm or okay. a sugar plantation or whatever uh, anyway one of the workers uh un- had a very unfortunate accident and the way the machine that kind of helped process the sugar or help uh like cut down the uh the tree or the plants or however it works uh, he got his hand stuck and cut off his index middle and ring finger. <laughs> and so he was a very like positive, really nice. Everybody knew him. And so he would wave at everybody and he would wave just with his pinky and his thumb up. And so it just kind of caught on from there. And that's where it actually originated from, which I thought was kind of a dark uh, past. But anyway, <laughs> and then it sounds like a bit of an urban legend. I don't. Well, they I mean, we did learn a little bit of like the Hawaiian legends. But anyway, that's that's the story that we got. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, lots of uh, lots of uh, fresh fruit and uh, pineapples everywhere, even though pineapples didn't originate from Hawaii and none of the like the really tropical fruits did. Um, yeah. They were brought over from like uh, Southeast Asia and South America as well. So yeah. anyway, oh, just a... did, you see, did you see a lot of pigs? 
No, but we saw a lot of roosters. There are uh-huh. roosters everywhere, and they yeah. are hilarious. And but they <laughs> like do their uh, their call at all times of the night. And so there's actually in our Airbnb there's they leave like um, uh, earplugs in, oh, yeah. in your room, and they explain to you like most people will get used to it after two or three days. So don't worry too much about it. But if you're having problems, here's some free earplugs because they'll just funny. do it all night long and they're everywhere. It's hilarious. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. And uh, yeah, lots of just lazing on the beach as well, which is what I exactly what I wanted and snorkeling and swimming and suntanning. And I got a horrific burn on my first day because I forgot to put sunscreen yeah. on my back. Oh, Dan. Uh, I know, classic Dan, right? Uh, but I also wanted to hear about your birthday. Ooh. Happy birthday, Dan. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, I am now 30, which is wild. Dirty, 30, and flirty. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that uh, that descri- <laughs> describes me quite well, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Uh, we went, I'm actually going to talk about one of the places that I went to on my birthday. Not specifically for... Uh, um, <clears throat> my main piece but uh we uh, it'll get a good mention uh in our middle piece um yeah, so we went out for a breakfast lunch and dinner got to see all of our fam or all of my family and on both sides which was really nice and then my wife took me to a vr lounge which i've never been to before and i've always yeah. wanted to so virtual reality and we got to play like games together so they had paintball they had disc golf and um <clears throat> And other little like uh, shoot 'em up games and stuff like that, and uh, I always seem to forget how like dizzying it can be, like in the virtual re- with the, like the helmet on, and they actually have uh, two controllers in each hand, which have motion detection, and they also have grip detection. So when you pick something up, you actually have to squeeze the controller, and if you oh, let wow. go of your squeeze, you drop whatever you're holding in the whether it's yeah. the disc for disc golf or whatever. So wait, sorry, sorry, two controllers in each hand or two controllers, one in each hand? One in each hand. Did I say two okay, in each okay. hand? Okay, fair you did, enough. yeah. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> we can edit that one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna leave it in. You're gonna leave. Oh, of course, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so many times because you think of like the the little triggers. They have little yeah. triggers on each side. So I always thought of that as picking stuff up. So I would always let it go when I was throwing the disc, and I would ne- never throw it. And then I would realize right, I have to actually <laughs> let go of the controller. So they're really like strapped onto your wrist because you're actually supposed to let go of it. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It was wild. It was so much fun. <clears throat> and, uh, but you didn't punch a wall this time. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Thankfully, they've uh, stationed yeah. them quite uh, strategically right in the middle of the room. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- for the the one listener, um, the <laughs> what I'm referencing is we did VR at your uh, bachelor party, and the space was not massive, and uh, Dan ended up doing some boxing, and his fist hit a glass door. Uh, didn't break or anything, neither the fist nor the door broke, but it was quite humorous to watch from <laughs> from sitting on the couch and just seeing it get closer and closer. We're like, oh no! And right as his fist goes and slams into the door. <laughs> oh yes. 
That was good. That was great. Um, yeah. And then we went for dinner just down the road uh, at, at the keg, actually. Which oh, is funny. Actually, I know, right? So we ended up buying a gift card for Christmas for someone. And uh, we then like decided that uh, we had talked after we had bought it. And we both uh, agreed that we would only get... Uh, gifts for like the kids and stuff so we wouldn't bother getting each other gifts we just get kids gifts for one another so they agreed and then so we just had a a hundred dollar gift card to the keg which we actually lost for like a month and a half and we only i only found it because we i used uh, one of the reusable bags for picking up groceries and found it at the bottom of it funny well good thing you found it anyway yeah so we ended up going to the keg and it was lovely and then we just came home and chilled it was great amazing yeah it was a great day great doing well great yeah that sounds awesome and now you're in your 30s and uh why does everything hurt best years of our lives yeah man uh everyone always says that but it's not true no i'm i'm in the best shape i've ever been in my life (laughs) that's fair enough well you're a running machine man yeah yeah well it's it's not where you're running to it's what you're running from right (laughs) (laughs) as long as it doesn't get too close you just keep running (laughs) (laughs) all right um well let's get into this let's do it what are we doing today dan so our, we are doing Mexican food, which is a yeah. absolute favorite of mine. I love Mexican food. I love um, all all aspects of it. My absolute favorite is, is burritos because I just feel like you can do yeah. so many different things. And they're usually massive. And you know me and my appetite. I need, I need big amounts of food to be happy. <laughs> but still handheld which is nice but still handheld yeah if yeah. and it's and it's always the best if i can barely wrap my mouth around it that's that is like the best <laughs> anyway <laughs> so the place i want to do actually holds a little bit of a there's a special little backstory and it's not it's nothing like super special but um it definitely helped me through a very specific time in my life and it's a place that's located in downtown victoria and it's a place called la taqueria which actually started in vancouver which i didn't yeah realize. i'm familiar with it yeah are you familiar are you yeah oh good yeah. are you a fan i don't think i've actually been to it really okay well yeah. there you go perfect so the victoria location opened in 2019 i believe um so la taqueria started in 2009 the first shop was was set up in on hastings street and it was serving tacos burritos all the classic mexican foods that we all come become accustomed to um quick overview of what i look for in a good restaurant they use locally sourced sustainable and sustainable produce uh, wherever they can um, which it says right there on the uh, on the uh, website, which is great. Um, the Victoria specific location, I find it's a really cool little atmosphere. It's you walk up and you order. Um, they've got all kinds of different um, meats and fillings for all of their uh, burritos, tacos, and. Uh, enchiladas you also have a quite an extensive uh kind of appetizer um menu so they have taqueria flights so you can get like uh, different uh, uh, white fish and uh, uh with fresh pineapple pico de gallo guacamole that whole thing uh their nachos are towering and 
really well um, spread in terms of cheese. I always really hate it when they make nachos and only put not- cheese on the top layer and don't layer them. God, yeah, that drives yeah. me absolutely bonkers. And they okay, have. Can I take a Can I take a quick tangent? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've recently made I've recently made a decision on tacos that I think, or sorry, nachos that I think is um, the ultimate way to do nachos. Oh, please tell. Okay, and I'm open to being wrong. Uh huh. But recently, I've decided. If you get the thick cut crispy chips, so they have like a lot of density to them. Yeah. And then you do uh, first layer of nachos. Yeah. And then you put like a liquid cheese, but not like a super soggy liquid cheese. I'm talking like, like it's basically just melted. So you basically just take like your cheddar, your pepper jack, a couple of those, make it with a bechamel, but like a really thick one. And so you just kind of layer it on there so that as it heats up, it does gain more viscosity so it does kind of melt a little bit but it doesn't get watery or whatever right but just enough just so you can drizzle it on yeah and then you do your next layer and maybe you do a round two of that i think two layers is enough though and then you get to the top and then that you do your drizzle of your liquid cheese and all your toppings and everything and then you put um shredded cheese on top of that and then you put it in the oven to bake it mm. i have decided based on no evidence and uh no exploration of this but in my mind it makes sense that that's the best way to do nachos because you get the best of both worlds. You get that kind of liquid cheese yeah. feel from like, you know, like the 7-Eleven cheese pump. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get that perfect melt. It it will distribute really well. But then you still get that kind of solid cheese and that really, really crispy and like the caramelization on the crust at the top. Yeah. But you have to have those thick chips so that it can be resilient to that. And the cheese yeah. sauce has to be thick enough that it doesn't just liquefy completely. Yeah. And just like so, coat the pan, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you're just kind of like pre-melting the cheese before you put it on. Yeah. The other option would be to take like um, shredded cheese and put it in a nonstick pan with just like a splash of oil and maybe some cornstarch or something and mm. then make it into like a make it into a like a cheese melt and just like pour that on the first layer and then yeah. put the other ones on top. Yeah. That might even be better, but... Anyway, that would be it. That sounds really good. No, I've just no. been thinking of like how to make the ultimate nacho because um, I've been getting like various trash can nachos on my Instagram <laughs> a lot lately, and I got this one, and it was like a twenty-eight gallon bucket of, or like hundred twenty-eight gallon bucket of nachos is like this giant stock pot that they did, and it took like four oh, people God. to carry it. It was it was absolutely outrageous, but they were using, and I so I started thinking about it anyway. No, that's great. my that's my my nacho theory for the day. I love it. I love it. I, I don't care what anybody says. You can do nachos badly and that don't turn out well and are not oh, fun. for sure. Hundred percent. I think actually the the floor on nachos is really really low. Like you yeah. can do very bad nachos, yeah. but the ceiling on nachos is very high. So there's yeah. that huge range of just like average. I will yeah. say that their nachos are excellent. They drizzle like chipotle mayo on top of it and like sour cream. Mm. You got sour cream, you got guacamole. Like I said before, their layering of cheese is brilliant. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Uh, moving on. (laughs) Uh, You've got a a massive selection of of enchiladas, which I actually haven't had before, Um, but they look really, really really good so uh, there's some vegetarian enchiladas you've got some uh, uh, meat they do uh, chorizo pork belly and chicken as well um, so a little bit for everyone uh, which is great they also have uh, vegan options as well um, uh, they have really nicely uh, packed tacos that you can order uh, I think it comes with three for each order 
Um, I usually get them as a side to my burrito. I like tacos as my side, um, which it might sound absolutely horrifying to some people, but I love it. <laughs> I also eat a lot. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Um, they also did... I So my main go-to when I went here was the Baja burrito uh, with extra fish. Uh, because they're white, they're uh, they're white seasoned, breaded, partly like really nicely breaded, I should say. It wasn't like outrageously like it wasn't mostly batter. It's a very light uh, battering, which I really appreciate because you can still taste the fish, but there's still that little bit of crunch and a little bit of flavor that you add to the batter as well. Um, they got lots of chipotle mayo. They add like poblano mayo as well. There's a nice little um, nice amount of uh, coleslaw in there. Little bit of rice, but the rice isn't overpowering, which is great. I kind of hate it when they stuff it with like a ton of rice, and it just it's just uh, filler mm-hmm. basically. But they have it yeah. re- as a really nice balance. Yeah, um, I like I like rice and burritos because it sops up some of that extra liquid that sometimes yes. will just drip off. But yeah, you're right. It can't be too much. It has to be just the right amount. Totally. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, like the messier the burrito or messier the taco, the better, I think. But anyway, yeah. that's just me. Unless you're trying to eat it in a car like I normally am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or yeah. hear me out. What if there's only rice, but only at the nubbies? So you just get a starch bomb at the end, but it absorbs all the liquid that's fallen down. So Interesting. Like, you just, on the outside corners, well, not corners, but like at the outside edges, you put yeah. little like nubs of rice, and then you put all your fillings and sauce in the middle. And then once you cut it in half and you eat it cut side down, they already have that foldy piece so you're already getting starch there Ooh. so you have the foldy piece and rice and like at the bottom of an ice cream cone everything kind of melts down to it yeah, yeah. and then you get all that that'd be cool that would be cool and you know what it would soak up all the like the flavors and stuff and create this really nice like rice dish basically at the end yeah. of it and you don't oh, have to, you don't have to worry it. like if you're folding it and you have a little bit too much on the end you don't have to worry about losing anything because you're just losing the rice so totally um but one thing i did venture away from the uh, battered fish uh, it, which has now turned into a staple, not a staple, uh, a main uh, thing, which I think at the time when I tried it first was a kind of a special, but they did a mm. crispy chicken burrito and you can see it on their menu. <laughs> oh, awesome. Amazing. It was so, so good. I, I, from my memory, it was a special for the day that I think became a main uh, sta- um, stand-alone uh, menu item for forever. Um, so it's like crispy fried chicken. It's got um, pickled uh, vegetables, cabbage, lettuce. I thought this was really interesting because usually you see this on uh, fish stuff, but they actually added tartar sauce, which is interesting. Uh, house spicy sauce, which wasn't too spicy. I think I've talked about this before. I am I, I don't mind spicy things. I quite I, I think it can add a lot of fla- uh, good flavors to it as long as it's not overpowering with the spice. I like spices that add flavor rather than just heat. Uh, and I found it did. And then I added with and finished off with a lovely chipotle mayo on top as well. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, what I found uh, interesting, which is coming soon to Victoria, um, which I haven't really seen me specifically. I'm sure that places do it. So um, I'm sure I'm sure there are places out there that do it, but I've never seen it before. But they actually have a breakfast and brunch menu that it's available Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, currently at the Brentwood Mall uh, location in Burnaby, uh, but is apparently coming soon to Victoria, which is great. And I was kind of looking. I didn't even. I didn't even know the Brentwood Mall location was open yet. No way. Eh? Yeah. There's a. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know when they uh, when they opened. 
Um, but it looks like they've kind of gone for, there's definitely, um, classic like West coast style brunch items. So you have your smashed avocado toast, which we all know is like the best because, and very, uh, very West coast. Um, but then they also have like different, oh, sorry. And then they have like classic breakfast sandwiches. They obviously have a breakfast burrito. Um, but then they also do some kind of more Mexican style, uh, breakfasts. So, um, obviously the huevos, um, divor, divor apologies in advance for the mispronunciation, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but so just sounds like your classic huevos rancheros to me, uh, but I'm sure they are very good. Chilaquiles, uh, made as a breakfast item. So you have like sunny side up eggs, you have tortilla chips, you have refried beans, queso fresco, fresco, crema, onion, cilantro, pickled daikon, salsa, and your choice of red or green salsa, which sounds absolutely delightful. Delicious. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, they also do a, a Mexico City quesadilla. So like a breakfast quesadilla, although it just looks like yeah, it kind of just looks like a quesadilla. So, but that sounds it sounds really it's good. It's not too. actually um, in a lot of Mexican cuisine. It's not uncommon to have very kind of what we would consider typical like lunch oh. or dinner fare around breakfast. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, oh, I don't fair think enough. I. This part of this is just a bit of a guess. I don't know if they had like a ton of um, like egg like bacon like that kind of like culture around mm-hmm. like breakfast right so i think a lot of it was just maybe like lighter versions of the fare like often it, you at breakfast you'd even see like rice and beans as sides yeah, totally yeah and it doesn't a... really matter what you eat when i mean, no, I mean no, like no. it's really just north american well western culture that says that you have to have these ingredients totally. at this time of day so yeah exactly yeah we're such we're so lame that way yeah, I mean, I would have breakfast every meal of the day if I could. Yeah, and you can. That's why I, can, I can. You can. I can yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's a free country, man. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had I had um, dinner for breakfast today, so I'm kind of a hypocrite. <laughs> well, and like the classic one for that is pizza for breakfast. Yeah. Could you do breakfast nachos? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. I I ran a feature at one of my restaurants of breakfast nachos. They no, were fantastic. you did not. Oh, oh of my course. gosh. Yeah. Tell me more. Uh, it was nachos yeah. with um egg and bacon mm-hmm. um th- think of like a breakfast poutine and it was like that but instead of <sighs> instead of fries and gravy it was nacho chips and cheese sauce oh my gosh yeah Oof, that sounds amazing yeah it was great and um there was a restaurant that uh used to do a breakfast pizza and it had um some like pulled pork and a poached egg on it or a couple poached eggs on it yeah, I mean, you huh. can make anything a breakfast version. That's fair. If yeah. you throw if you throw an egg on something, everyone will call it a, a breakfast or a brunch item. Like people with a fried egg on a burger are like, "Oh, that's a brunch burger." It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's breakfast. It's so burger. funny how we've like associated those things together. Well, for yeah, oh, exactly. And you don't necessarily. Do you remember the campaign? Do you remember the campaign a few years ago that was like eggs for dinner? That's weird. It's like no, it's not weird. It's normal. And then it's like by the you're weird for making it weird. Yeah, yeah. It was like egg society of Canada was trying to. Well, now with like egg prices, just eating eggs at all, I guess, is weird. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, Uh, that's too political for this show. Let's move. Let's move on. Move on. (laughs) Run, run away. Um. 
Uh, one of the last things I want to talk about in terms of this place is uh, their drink options. Uh, so they uh, carry a lot of, uh, I don't know about the Vancouver ones, but I assume that they would take, uh, they would uh, serve uh, rotating beers of local craft beers in Va- right. Vancouver or Burnaby. They do so in Victoria. So they've got uh, Phillips and, uh, and Hoyne and I believe Driftwood usually on tap. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about their tap margaritas. So they have three margaritas that are on tap. Which is pretty, which I found very interesting. And the first time that I saw that, um, that's really cool. Yeah, they're uh, tequilas from Tijuana, Mexico. I can could not tell you what the brand was because I do not remember. However, I do remember <laughs> the different flavors. They had the classic lime margarita. They had a ginger margarita, which was Yum. absolutely out of this world. And the last one was, I think it was raspberry, actually. It was a raspberry margarita. Yeah, that's the one. All spectacular, but I found like the ginger margarita. I think it was just the way that the ginger, I think that their homemade ginger syrup that they made, that they used for it, just mel- meshed so well with the, with the uh, tequila um that it just made this like really perfectly balanced flavor to it it was it was amazing absolutely fantastic and they offer it on happy hour um and uh oh it's brilliant it's so it's so good the ginger margarita kind of makes me imagine like a tequila mule yeah yeah very very similar totally um and so uh at the beginning i said i had a little bit of a uh of a personal connection to this place Uh, so Mm -hmm. i'll finish off my piece by telling you this is my every time i took an exam or whether it was practical or or written i would treat myself to a burrito for lunch from la taqueria so it became a very a place of comfort a place of de-stressing for me and uh, uh it was just every time you go in there there is such they're so friendly um they're very quick and they have the the way they're set up their kitchen is right in the middle of the restaurant and uh so there's like a bunch of areas for prep uh in this kind of rectangular uh portion of the restaurant and seating is all the way around um and so they uh yeah super friendly really great service always were very quick um, everything was made, uh, as expected every time. Uh, it was just, it's a brilliant place to go. And I have very fond memories of, um, winding down after stressful exams with my, co- with my classmates, uh, sitting around, uh, some of their big tables for, for yeah. burritos and, uh, tacos and stuff. So this is for your, um, your like paramedic exams. Yes. Uh, this was for okay. my advanced life support, uh, a course. After oh, like the really hard ones. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> This was, uh, yeah, the, so this is why I wanted to talk about this place specifically. And it's also a very good uh, Mexican place, so I highly recommend uh, going there, especially, especially from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. when they have happy hour and they have their tap margaritas on for two ounces for eight bucks, which is yeah, sweet. wow, That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, accessible because it's in Victoria. It's in uh, the new Brentwood one is open now, as you mentioned. They have the one down in Gastown. Yes. And I think they have one in uh, Northwest Surrey as well. There, like. Let me look because when you... Yeah, so there's Brentwood Mall, Hastings Street, Hornby Street, North Vancouver, and Yukon Street. Yeah, I think a lot of their uh, builds are on the smaller side. So they, they are kind of like nice and intimate and they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't have these massive, massive builds. So they can open up more locations. Totally. Like in a closer density. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant spot. If you find yourself in Victoria, La Taqueria is located on 766 Fort Street. Amazing. 
All right, Jeff, what have you been eating or drinking this past week? Well, it's kind of funny because we actually foreshadowed this last week uh, with uh, kefir water. Uh Aha. All right. So I have a bit of a unique one. So I've been a fan for a little while of kefir water and I've been kind of transitioning. I don't drink a ton of that. I used to drink a ton of kombucha and then I kind of discovered kefir water and then I kind of stopped drinking both. And then I have kombucha every once in a while and uh, I opt for kefir water more often now than I used to. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of local brands I like, but one really stands out and it's Squamish Water Kefir Company. And so they're up in Squamish, kind of by like where A-Frame is and where... Actually, I think it's like on the same industrial strip as Backcountry Brewing. Right. And they produce a lot of cool stuff. But there's one that I really want to talk about, which was really surprising for me to find, but kind of like a perfect match. And they make a a drink called the Palmer. And so Mm -hmm. it's like their version of an Arnold Palmer, which is traditionally half lemonade and half iced tea Ooh, oh so that's what like a traditional arnold palmer is but this one is half lemon kefir water and half black tea kombucha what so it's like an iced tea kombucha kind of with a lemon kefir water so really cool um yeah that's about the worlds you get that big probiotic kit you get kind of that lemon and iced tea mix um look i'm just gonna come out and say it I don't like iced tea. <laughs> How I'm fine with dare iced, you? I'm fine with iced tea. Like, if you, like, make tea and you ice it or, like, you do a cold steep on a tea and you make that. But I don't like, like, the Nestle or, like, the Brisk or whatever, any of that stuff. I find so I've kind of strayed away from, from Arnold Palmer's. Yeah. But I do like this because, first of all, it's not sweet at all. Yeah. Um, like, it's not bitter or anything. But but you get that simple black tea kombucha, but then you also get the kefir water. So it's not as aggra- it's not as carbonated. It's not as sweet. It's not as tart as kombucha. Um, but it's not as mellow as kefir water. So it's that kind of balance. We talked last time about how um, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being soda water and 10 being kombucha, uh, yeah. kefir water would be a 4. Yeah. So this brings it up to about like a six or a seven, oh, I would say. Okay. Um, and so it was really cool and really interesting and really good. And I got this one and I got another kefir water. I think it was a orange something from them. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, this one I actually preferred over over it. So wow. really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And it would be really good for people that are wanting to transition into kefir water from kombucha. Right. If if they're wanting, to, like, obviously, not necessarily like you have to like make the switch or anything, but if you wanted to kind of get yourself more interested in kefir water as well. Yeah. So. Kefbucha. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you? What what have what do you want to talk about? Um, I'm gonna change it up a little bit and actually do a food item. So I mentioned oh. at the beginning of the show I was gonna talk about a place and a specific food. Um, that I've been eyeing for basically since I moved to the new neighborhood that we're living in. And I finally, on my birthday, got to try it. And it was absolutely brilliant and uh, better than I was expecting even, which is great. Um, and that is a breakfast calzone. Oh. Oh, yes. So, so speaking so, of breakfast pizza. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like I was foreshadowing a little bit. Um, <laughs> if only you had known that this is what we were going to talk about. <laughs> I know. If only. I know. I know. Um, oh, we should also talk about, have you done dessert nachos before? I meant to bring those up a lot earlier. Um, yeah. So one of my coworkers ran it as a special. I don't 
love it. No? Okay. Yeah, they did. So they did a like a s'more nacho, and so it was nachos with like chocolate sauce and like a marshmallow cream, and um, I'm just I'm not a I'm not a huge dessert person as it is. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I love sweet and salty. I think that it I think that it has a lot of potential. Um, like I really love like clusters with like a little bit of chocolate and like especially if they have like a like a plain salted chip mixed in. Yeah, yeah. Or like puff quinoa or something like that. Or like pretzel or both yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 so I like that. But yeah, I'm not huge, huge into dessert as it is. So Fair enough. Yeah. Sweet and salty dessert nachos. It, I, I'm saying it has potential. Pretzel not or pretzel chips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to show right, anyway, you. <laughs> anyway, breakfast calzone. Let's get into it. So there's a place down the street from us, quite close. Not quite walking distance, but very, very close. Like a, probably a three or four minute drive. And it's called Cherry's Breakfast Beach Bistro. And this wonderful little uh, bistro uh, has a uh, breakfast calzone on it. And when we were kind of researching, like, what kind of neighborhood we were getting into, we saw Cherry's because it's close by. And we were like, oh, let's check out the menu. And immediately I saw one of their main things is a breakfast calzone. And when you order the breakfast calzone, you can get it as a Florentine. So you got your uh, mm-hmm. tomatoes and stuff. You can do shrimp and avocado. You can do prawn, smoked salmon, and brie. You can do menno sausage, butter, onion, and Havarti. You can do pulled pork and butter, bacon and avocado and brie, and mushroom, spinach, and goat cheese. I had a hankering for mushroom, spinach, and goat cheese, and I was not disappointed. It was incredible. It reminded. It was basically like a omelet that was like folded up. Uh, wrapped in a puff pastry and like fried a l- very lightly or at least that's kind of what it seemed to me and then you had really nicely uh, seasoned potatoes beside it and every like you just cut through like the puff pastry the puff pastry was crispy on the outside soft on the inside and then it's just wonderful mixture of uh, de- a decent amount of mushrooms and spinach and then like the goat cheese just finished it off and oh my god it was so good wasn't like overly like it sounds kind of like it could be rich but i didn't find it that way which was really nice yeah, yeah. and so i felt like i could eat a lot of it and i wouldn't feel super sick <laughs> all, all of the pairings you said kind of remind me of like what you would expect on like a gourmet like benedict yeah exactly and, and that's... then but they put it into the puff pastry instead does it come with like a sauce or anything uh, it comes with a uh, chipotle. Uh, you can choose a chipotle or a holly hollandaise drizzle on top. So I did chipotle. Oh, okay. I forgot about. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot that there was a, a sauce on top of it, and yeah, that yeah, just yeah. made it that much. Their their chipotle uh, mayo was delightful. It was yeah, very cool. very good. You can also make... and on brand with the Mexican theme. Exactly. See, uh, man, I'm <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, <laughs> you can also make your own calzone, which is really interesting. So you pick a. Uh, select like physically or like you choose the ingredients you choose the other ingredients i know you would like to go in and make it yourself but no they don't let you do that <laughs> so you got lots of options so they have the mennonite mennonite sausage <clears throat> okay mennonite sausage applewood smoked bacon pulled pork shrimp ham chorizo salmon cheddar havarti brie goat cheese feta avocados banana peppers spinach tomato caramelized onions peppers and mushrooms and you just like pay per ingredient or whatever. So you choose three, and it's the same price as the uh, as the regular calzone, um, oh. or you can add more and pay like I think they range from seventy five cents an ingredient to two dollars for shrimp. Anyway, 
Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely delightful. And uh, opened up a new uh, breakfast uh, world for me, which was absolutely delightful. We'll have to go there. I'd, I'd be interested to try it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff, what do you got for me? Okay, well, I have something. I, I got to tell you, I want to talk about this place, but it has been so hard to find information about the history of it. Um, So I'm just going to take you through what I do know, and I'm going to take you through the experience, and it's just going to have to suffice. All right. uh, The place I want to talk about is called Taps and Tacos, and it's in Port Moody. So it's just across the railroad from the breweries. So it's it's between the breweries and the entrance to the SkyTrain station. Oh, so it's that... really good <laughs> after a couple drinks <laughs> and you're on your way to the SkyTrain if you want to get to go or you want to stop in and, and eat there, which uh, I have done at least once. <laughs> um, okay, so the first time I went there was in the summer. It was after a uh, Bruhalla event in Port Moody that I took my dad to for his birthday and yeah. the rest of our family went. And since then, I've been a couple times because it's just such a welcoming experience and uh, the food is just fantastic. So they, I don't know if they started as a food truck or they just also have a food truck, it looks like. Right. But they have a business front, storefront now in Port Moody. Uh, like I said, it's kind of uh, in between the, the, there's like that little ramp that goes over to um, the Brewer's Row. Yeah. So it's just at the the south side of that ramp, and they have this kind of circular exterior on the because they're on a corner, and it's just floor to ceiling, two stories of glass. So it's super super bright in there. Uh, even on cloudy days, it stays really nice and and kind of gives you like an outdoor feel, but yeah. you're fully sheltered inside. And it's about forty seats in the restaurant, so uh, quite small. You can see into the kitchen. It's not like super open concept, but you can definitely see what's going on in there. Yeah. Uh, they have the bar. They have uh, a bunch of local tap beer, craft beers. They'll often have like Twin Sale. They'll have the Brewer's Row. They'll have, you know, Backcountry or whatever going there. Um, but, of course, the star of the show is the food. And the food is um, really incredible. They have uh, a lot of like fusion kind of ideas in their food so it's like mexican Mm. fusion but not just like mexican american fusion it's like mexican korean or mexican whatever so they do enchiladas as well which uh you can choose and they're kind of they're not just like your typical like one enchilada with a bunch of sauce over it like they'll do like the smaller enchiladas like in a skillet with like a bunch of toppings on top as well so it becomes kind of like a full meal right and then you get tacos and you can pick any three, four, or five for varying prices, and so you can you can mix and match. And they're um, the four inch shells, so they're they're not they're not huge, but they're like for me probably because I have a giant mouth. They're probably about three bites for the average person. It's probably about four or five bites per taco. Yeah. Um, and so they've got uh, like a pork belly. They have a cauliflower chicken tacos, braised beef. They have a tuna taco, so it's like very like Japanese fusion style. Uh, so it has seared ahi tuna, cabbage, slaw, um, pickled wakame, wasabi aioli, and sesame seeds. Ooh. And they have a Korean barbecue pork taco, which is just absolute killer. So they have a gochujang barbecue sauce. So uh, Korean barbecue has a sauce called bulgogi sauce, which is like a soy, kind of like a sweet soy 
glaze that's typically on it and then mm-hmm. gochujang is a fermented hot pepper sauce or paste i guess and so mixing those two together is like a really traditional kind of flavor combination and green mm-hmm. cooking and then they have pickled cucumbers on it as well sesame seeds love it um so really really good dish there um any of the dishes that you can get here you can also sub out jackfruit or cauliflower for So you could make it vegetarian or vegan if you wanted to. They also have gluten-free options, which is great. Excellent. Can I interrupt you for just one sec? Please do. I am just looking at, I'm on the website for Taps and Tacos. And what I find really interesting is you can leave reviews for specific menu items. Yeah. And when you look at the Korean barbecue pork taco, (laughs) there's one review on it. And uh, it's from someone named Ian. And all it is is this taco is legendary. All caps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, I, well, I'll get to it in a second, but usually the Korean is the flavor I go for every time I'm there because it's so good. Excellent. Um, So they have tortas, which is like, um, they're like grilled, not grilled. The the buns are grilled with usually with like cheese melted on it. And then they're made into like sandwiches. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Mexican burger sort of kind Mm. of, um, but it's like what you would have, what you would find in taco toppings, but then in between two buns and the buns before they're put together are grilled with cheese on them. So they have this like cheese kind of crust on it, which is really cool. Hmm, fair uh, and then everything you, or not everything, but a lot of what you can get as tacos, you can also get as burritos. So they have a Korean barbecue pork burrito, chicken burrito mm. and cauliflower burrito as well. Yes. Um, I often will get the Korean barbecue pork burrito because it is just absolute to die for. The one thing about it is it does have rice in it, buffs, buffs it up a lot. So you get a better flavor concentration from the Korean barbecue tacos than you right. do from the burrito. But the burrito is more of like a filling meal. So Ah, okay. Yeah, and then they have some bowls and uh, a couple of cool desserts and, and everything. And then their drinks are really great as well. They have some really cool cocktails. Uh, their jalapeno margarita is really good. They have a guava margarita. Ooh. Um, but I don't know if we've talked about this before. I, we talked recently about how I like really peaty whiskeys, really smoky whiskeys. I also love mezcal, which is traditionally quite smoky version of tequila, basically. Ah. So mezcal is a less restricted tequila, essentially. Tequila has to come from specifically blue agave plant in a certain region in Mexico. Mezcal is a lot more liberated. It can come from, I think it's up to eight different or maybe six different agave plants. And it can be made anywhere in Mexico and is traditionally done in um, a certain type of kiln or mm. uh, uh, what is it called? Um, anyway, the specific methods used around it. Uh, so you can get totally varying types of um, smoke levels on it. It's kind of like how scotch is to whiskey, tequila is to mezcal. Oh, okay. Oh, very good. Uh, so I, I like mezcal a, a lot, but... Um, where I'm going with this is that passion fruit, they have a passion fruit mezcal margarita. So it gets sweetness from the passion fruit, smokiness from the mezcal. You get that great salt rim and the dehydrated lime on it. And yeah. Oh, it's so good. You could <laughs> just absolutely destroy a few of those. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, you could. Yeah. And then they have a huge list of, I mean, for obvious reasons, they have a huge list of tequila and mezcal um, offerings for the tequila or mezcal enthusiast mm. um and then they have a food truck as well so located I, I don't think the food truck is out very often anymore but they they do go out and do events or they can do catering right 
Uh, so the chef of Taps and Tacos worked with the Vidge's food truck and worked right. for Rome Dragon. So has a lot of experience doing different cultural foods for different areas. So brings that into Taps and Tacos uh, a lot um, with like different options. And then um, bringing in those like flavor combinations from different uh, places around the world. And it's really just a great kind of addition to that area in Port Moody because mm-hmm. they get a lot of food trucks around the uh, Brewer's Row, but there's not any kind of like restaurants. And all the restaurants in the area are more kind of like older, o- older established restaurants that are, you know, sit down kind of pub style or whatever. Yeah. There's one other restaurant uh, right beside Taps and Tacos or just a- across the laneway from them. That's uh, kind of focuses on like brunch. It's kind of like a Western brunch style uh, place. Um, so they don't even really compete with each other. But right. it's uh, so it's like kind of a unique thing in that kind of radius of that Port Moody strip. Hmm. So that's really uh, great. And they're uh, so their corn shells they get from uh, La Santa Rosa and Port Coquitlam. They get some of their meat, their skirt steak specifically from Meatcraft Urban Butchery in Port Moody. They try to uh, get local ingredients wherever possible, which I know you're a huge fan of. Definitely. Um, and yeah, tons of, I think all, all their beer is, is local craft beer. They might have a couple of the, the generic ones as well. But uh, yeah, you'll see Port Moody Brewing on there, or Port Moody Breweries on there. But more commonly, they'll get ones from a little bit further away because you're right on the, the strip. Hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so super great. Um flavors there really really enjoyable time um you have uh if you've ever been curious to try you know weird combinations of like mexican asian fusion this is the place to go because you can get a series of tacos so if you don't want to commit to getting like a full korean burrito you can get one korean taco and it's you know essentially three bucks for that one taco or whatever so it's not really a huge investment and if you don't like it i mean you will like it but if you don't like it then there's that and you can get the ayu tuna taco and you can get you know the safe bets as well so yeah it's really great um uh, options i we went there like i said after the bruhala event with my dad and mom and sister and brother-in-law and um so six of us were there and we just had a great time Uh, the one thing they don't do is nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any calzones on this menu as well. <laughs> you well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe one day they'll have a, a nacho plate or something. So it'd be interesting to do uh, like nachos with like Korean barbecue on top or some sort of like nacho fusion. <gasps> Pizza nachos. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. If you are in the neighborhood, they're located at uh, 91 Moody Street in Port Moody, BC. Beautiful. The the name Taps and Tacos, like, that that is so smart. <laughs> yeah, because they have Taps and Tacos? Well, but sure, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but also, I feel like that is, like, tacos is such a, uh, everybody wants to get tacos, like, all the time. And then everybody loves craft beer. So, it's just, yeah. Anyway. No, I completely agree. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's wrap it up. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio was recorded, edited, and produced by Dan Cavanaugh and me, Jeff Wilson.
You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes. Make sure to follow us at TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. And don't forget to check out our Google Maps account. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we'll be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and... Keep it tasty. Nailed it. Perfect. (laughs) Done. Simple and elegant. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hmm. Never mind. Okay, good chat.